When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. I am recording this pretty late. I've had a busy day. Actually, had a busy couple weeks, and it's not over yet. October's kind of kicking my butt, but it's been so much fun. So I was just in North Dakota for the opening of an X-Golf there. If you haven't been to X-Golf, go check it out. It's really cool. And then from North Dakota, I flew to Chicago. I went to the Bears-Packers game. First time at that stadium. It was so cool and the fans were really rowdy i haven't really experienced much from either fan base with the bears or the packers and obviously it was a pretty high intensity game and so both fan bases were going at it and it was fun it was so much fun and i need to start going to more nfl games i've only been to two in my lifetime the cardinals versus steelers two years ago and then this game And it just proves my point that watching a sport, doesn't matter what sport it is, live and in person, makes it a hundred times better. I've said that about hockey, definitely baseball, football, any sport. When you can be in the action and feel the atmosphere of the crowd, the crowd, I can't even talk, the crowd, it just makes it so special. And I think people who haven't been to sporting events, You need to go, and that's how people fall in love with the game. That kind of happened to me with baseball where, you guys know, I have a complicated relationship with baseball. I think it's sometimes really boring. Sometimes I think it's great. But I didn't really understand how special it was until I went to Wrigley Field and watched the Cubs play. The atmosphere there was just so electric, and everyone was just having the best time ever. And I was like, I get it. I get it now. And I want to go to more sporting events. Uh, I'm so lucky that working with points bet, I'm able to do that now. And it's not just golf. Like I love going to golf tournaments, but there's 
just something nice to like mix it up and to go to different events. And so that was really fun. And then after that, I went straight over to Points Bets Sportsbook in Crestwood. And we did a fun meet and greet. I met so many people. Everyone was so nice, especially in North Dakota too. I've never been there and the people were so friendly, so friendly. I was getting stopped like every two seconds and having the best conversations with everyone. And it was just refreshing to me, very genuine, uh, just the sweetest people. So from there, I came home and I had to do a ton of content today. And so I worked all day today recording this podcast pretty late. I have a flight tomorrow morning to leave here at 5 a.m. So not great early flight. Going to Virginia and then from Virginia, I'm going to New Jersey. So a very hectic couple of weeks and it doesn't really slow down after that either. So of course, I love being busy and it's great, but you have nights like this where I'm rushing to pack, uh, trying to get everything done. I know I'm gonna forget something. It's just like a go, go, go all day long. And I just can't wait to sleep, but I know I'm not gonna sleep much because I have to wake up. And I know when I have to wake up early, then I don't sleep well. And so it's just this vicious cycle of kind of what I'm in right now. I've been running on no sleep and you can probably tell. And I had so many weird travel mishaps on this last trip. It's hard carrying golf clubs and a suitcase and especially as my suitcase is very heavy because I overpack all the time and then my golf clubs are very bulky. So when I was in Chicago, we were at this swanky hotel and they have these elevators where you have to push like the floor that you're on or where you want to go and then it tells you what elevator it is like they're um, labeled like A, B, C, D, E, F. And so I didn't understand that at first, so I got into this elevator and it went up to this random floor and everyone in there was like, ah, sorry, you actually have to go back down to the lobby. And so it took forever to figure out the elevator again. I got back down to the lobby. I went over, I checked in, and it took me like 40 minutes to get up because there was something wrong with the elevator and it was packed. And I got like kicked out of every single elevator because I, I couldn't fit in with my golf clubs and the doors kept closing on me. It was like everything that could go wrong was going wrong and I think before that would have made me have like a mental breakdown. I get very awkward and uncomfortable in social situations and when I feel lost or out of control that's when my anxiety tends to spiral and I actually didn't. I laughed about it. Um, I had a pretty good attitude and so I do feel like as I'm getting older, I'm maybe mellowing down a little bit or I'm not as hard on myself or Maybe it's the therapy, I don't know, but I was really surprised that I didn't have a really negative reaction to that. And I know when you're listening, you're like, that would be such a weird thing to have a negative reaction to, but I have really bad anxiety going to places that I've never been before and not knowing what I'm supposed to do. I don't know why, I've always been that way, um, but there was a lot of people around. It was not easy for me to navigate and I thought I was gonna have a mental breakdown and I did it. So let's take that as a win. I was also next to, they put me in a room right next to the elevators. I've never seen that before. I When I say like right next to, it was actually like the side of my door was like touching the elevator. And so the entire night, do you remember those toys that you had when you were kids? It was like, when you would like flip it over. That's what it was like all night long. The elevator was going up and down and up and down. So I didn't get any sleep. Uh, these are champagne problems. I know you're probably like, shut the fuck up. But 
it was just little things like that this entire trip that just was like adding up and adding up and adding up. Uh, but enough of me complaining. Let's get into today's episode. We have a very special guest, Rashad Jennings. He has such an interesting story and is such a fascinating person. I really think you guys are going to enjoy that interview. So keep on listening for that. But let's just kind of recap what's been happening in the sports world. Rory McIlroy won the CJ Cup and I am so happy that he did. Rory is such a special person and the golf world is so lucky to have him and we talk about this all the time and he's such a class act but it's rare to have someone who is so insightful in their interviews and open and honest about you know what they're going through in their game and in life because it shows a vulnerability that most athletes don't want to show. You know, you want to appear at your best at all times. You don't want to show any weakness, but Rory actually does the opposite. Every single interview, he's so open about, you know, what's going on in his life and his game and, you know, how he might be struggling with certain aspects or what he's trying to improve on. And so you get these really amazing sound bites. It does open him up to a lot of criticism when it comes to his game. I would say when Rory is at his best, he is one of the greatest of all time. I've seen him hit golf balls live in person and it is truly so spectacular watching him hit a driver. It's something like I've never seen before. He is so incredibly talented and he's had a great career, but when you look at the potential and how much talent he has, I think at times people are a little disappointed that he hasn't won more majors, especially with how he started his career. And I'm also surprised with that as well. I've felt like he would be the next Tiger and uh, racking up majors left and right. And he obviously hasn't been a disappointment, but when you think of what we all thought it potentially could be, you could see like, oh, I guess that's, you know, a little disappointing. And a lot of people say that he looks like he lost his drive. He doesn't love it anymore. And, you know, his priorities have shifted. And I think that... Every time he wins, you see how passionate about the game he really is. We saw at the Olympics and especially at the Ryder Cup when he had a very emotional interview. And I think the Ryder Cup really sparked something in him that, I don't know, maybe showed him how much he still cares about this. I can't imagine playing the game for so long and grinding for so long and always keeping that passion. I think that's what sets people apart like a Michael Jordan or a Tiger Woods or a LeBron James, the the greatest of all time, is keeping that passion and for being so successful and competing at that high level for such a long time. That's very difficult to do. You know, Rory has had such a great career and he's still winning multiple times every season, but we look at him and we're like, it should be more, it should be more. And so I can't imagine the pressure that one, he feels on himself, but that everyone else is putting on him too, that he should be winning more. And especially when people are probably questioning your desire I, that must be so difficult on him and he always handles it so well with so much grace and class and anytime he wins, it's good for golf and I'm always rooting for Rory. I hope that he continues to rack up more majors and continues to play at that level that we all know he can play at. I don't know why it's so up and down with him. You know, he can go lower than anyone else and then he'll have, you know, like a blow up round. I don't know if it's mental, 
he doesn't have the self-belief in him, but I hope he does. And it was so great to see him win. And the leaderboard too with, you know, like Ricky, it felt like a leaderboard from like 2015. It, uh, it just, everything kind of came together and it was a really great tournament. So again, congrats to Roy McIlroy. I hope to see him win so much more this season and it'll be exciting to see what he can do. So when it comes to football, my Steelers... They won, but I still, <laughs> I feel like when I doubt them, they win. And so I'm going to keep doubting them until, <laughs> until they keep winning more and more and more. They've been such close games and not fun games to watch, very stressful games. Uh, but they're getting it done now, which, you know, love to see it. I was doing so well with my picks until I started telling people how great I've been doing with my picks. I was on a heater and now it's really cooled off and I don't know I've lost a lot of confidence and my picks my gut feeling is just not there when I make my picks it's off of a gut feeling I don't look at data I don't look at the analytics which I should probably do now because what I'm doing is not working but I'll just look and I'll if I get a feeling that's who I go with and my feeling has been so off I don't know if it's because I'm just traveling and I'm sleep deprived and that's it I'm making excuses as if like I can actually sense what's going on but no it's just it's been off and it's bothering me so if you guys have any advice let me know because it just hasn't been it's not bad it's really not that bad but I've had such high expectations because I've been going like three and oh consistently because I'll do like this competition with someone where I've been doing three picks you do three college picks and three NFL picks and it's really fun now it's going like three and oh three and oh three and oh and then this week I went two and four so one and two with college, then one and two with NFL. So not great. I'm rattled right now, but I'll get it back. I'll get it back. So if you guys have any advice, make sure to email us at par at iheartradio.com or you can message us at the Playing Around Instagram account. But I need I need some positivity in my life. So let me know uh, what I can do to improve that. So I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we have Rashad Jennings with us. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So we are joined by Rashad Jennings, a man of many talents from running back in the NFL, Dancing with the Stars winner, a New York Times bestselling author, founder of his own foundation, and captain of the New York Bodega Cats in the Hall of Fantasy League. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> First <laughs> off, thanks for joining us. And secondly, how does it feel to be insanely talented in every single thing that you do? Well, Paige, I'm humbled uh, from that statement, um, and I'm, I'm glad. Appreciate you having me on. It's 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 neat because I never have seen myself as accomplishing all of those accolades, other than like a lofty dream of some sort. So, to hear my name aside, some of those uh, accolades is kind of neat. I would say, and I'm still a kid with it, so it's cool. So I'm excited to dive into everything. Let's start off with your playing career. You've played for Jacksonville, Oakland, New York Giants. Where was your favorite place to play? Yeah, for me, definitely playing in New York. Uh, it's the mecca of everything. Um, obviously, I was, I was drafted in 09 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played there for four full years um, through free agency. Went and joined the Black Hole, um, Oakland Raiders. Loved it. Played there for one year. Um, had an outstanding season. Then I got picked up a free agency to the New York Giants, played there for three years. Um, but I will say it's, it's something about New York playing there um, that is not comparable. Um, and so I'm appreciative for that franchise giving me a shot to go play under um, Tom Coughlin at the time. So do you still watch a lot of football today or are you kind of over it? I know that <laughs> kind of with me when I was playing professional golf and then I stopped, it was hard for me to watch it again for a little bit. And now I, that's all I do and I love it. But there was a period of time where I didn't really care about it anymore. And I was like, I just want to like close that chapter of my life. Yeah, for me, I would say yes and no. I mean, I enjoy, I, I love football, like that's that's my heart right that's what i grew up doing but i always knew it was more for me than uh just playing a sport i will say what i miss the most is surprisingly what i miss the most is the off-season training with the fellas like i love being in the gym grinding as hard as possible in competition directly with somebody so i do miss that um the game itself i keep up with it i play fantasy football now for the first time so i get why fans were cussing me out and cheering me on um, because of fantasy points. So I, I'm a fan now. I get to go back. I was a fan of the sport. I played the sport and now I'm a fan again. Can you explain the fantasy league that you're doing now? I've never played fantasy football before. And I know so many people who listen to this podcast are obsessed with it. And what you're doing is 
awesome. The Hall of Fantasy League seems really cool. It is super dope. It's fun. I'm actually, um, I am a coach really of this particular team, um, the uh, New York Bodegas. We win. That's all I do is win. Everything. <laughs> like you said, the Maculators, we're going to put a uh, fantasy football champion after this one. Um, I have fun, uh, truly. And I have my own league too. And I always open the door. If anybody wants to play, please join. There's a pot pool of $1,000 to win. And, um, you know, it's always a good time. But fantasy football makes you keep up with all players across the league, even if they plan with a team that you do not like. It is kind of weird that I am cheering for the Philadelphia Eagles offense because they have <laughs> Jalen Hurts and I have him as my quarterback. So I'm like, I'm watching the Eagles. And I'm like, come on, mate. First down. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> And then people look at me like, Rashad, what is wrong with you? I'm like, fantasy is fantasy. <laughs> so can you give us some tips or helpful tricks to be better at fantasy football? Yes. Um, well, I, I got inside scoop because I could hit up the players and, and ask, hey, who, <laughs> who is the offense running through this week? Because, you know, week to week, um, typically, you know, offenses are, are predicated to perform against a defense, right? And so I always tell people, when you play fantasy football, pick players based upon not how good they are, but how good their opponents are. Okay. For example, if somebody's playing against Tampa Bay, odds are I'm going to want to pick up the receiver's of who they are playing against. Why? Because they're probably going to be down and they're probably going to have to throw a lot that game in order to beat Tom Brady or they're going to have to come back. They're going to be a two-minute drill. They're going to be slinging the ball, right? Now, if you're playing against um, somebody that likes to run and pound the ball, like a Derrick Henry, you know, if you're behind, you're not going to want Derrick Henry. So if you're playing against a good team, I'm not going to play Derrick Henry if he's uh, if they're playing against a solid team because I know they're going to have to sling the ball around and they're not going to put the ball in the running back's hand as much. So it's that type of strategy. I think that plays a role sometimes um, as being a student of the game. Any players that have been really surprising this year and on the flip side, what players have been really disappointing for you? Um, so I, instead of using the word disappointing, I'll say this. Players that haven't, lived up to what I thought that they would do. It's, no, wait, you know what? But even better, players not playing up to their own expectations because it ain't even me. I guarantee you they're not even happy with themselves. Uh, Juju. Yeah. Um, I think he's, uh, I don't think he is playing up to the par he wants. And I second that notion. <laughs> um, you know, I, obviously I'm a, I, I played the game, so I'm careful how I criticize. Um, and I would say a surprise is Chase um, over there with Cincinnati. He has been balling, but I should have known the connection with him and Burrow in college is just carried over to the league. So I'm a Steelers fan. So speaking of Juju, there's been a lot of criticism around him where it doesn't seem like his focus is just fully on football. You know, he loves TikTok. He loves being engaging on social media. And I actually love that. I love when athletes do that. And it seems like you were always uh, willing to try different things and do different things. And you were able to expand your brand so much farther than just being an athlete. Do you like when players are active on social media, like what Juju is doing? Or do you think that he should just focus on what he's doing now? And then after he's done, start to explore other options? couple ways to answer that. I, I would say, depending, it depends on the athlete. For me, 
if the only thing I had evolving around me is football, it's hard for me to focus on it. You know, I'm a type of person that needs to know my why and football isn't my life. So the more activity I have building things with family or the more activities I'm uh, trying to start another organization or entrepreneurship, then I realize, wow, football is so important and critical to this. If it's just football for me, I'm like, man, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm running away from ugly men all day long. <laughs> like that's really not something I enjoy doing, right? Like that's why I enjoy dancing because I changed it running from, you know, oversized men to dancing with beautiful women as a fair trade. But I will say, I don't know his level of focus, but I would never tell an athlete not to work on their entrepreneurship because the NFL doesn't care one lick about you. And to be quite honest, unfortunately, and this is not a negative, it's just a part of it. I pride myself and have an awareness, especially as a running back. And um, I'm very aware that fans um, can't care about you. Yeah, They can't because they don't know you. Like, mm -hmm. and, and, and not, not to say that it's their fault. It's just, understand that, you know? Um, so don't take things personal, maximize your opportunities and remember your why before you learn your what. I mean- that's just amazing. I'm like so motivated right now. <laughs> but I do want to talk about Dancing with the Stars because you were amazing. You won. You didn't just go in. You went and competed and won. How was that whole experience? Was it so different from everything you've ever done before? Absolutely. That was a dope experience that I did not foresee happening. Um, I couldn't have planned that one out. So here, here's just a backstory on how to even happen. I'm a true audited that is how I define myself. I'm addicted to learning. Um, I appreciate the feeling of being a novice in a room. And so every off season, I would pick up a new art or craft. The first off season, I learned how to play the guitar. John Mayer is the reason why I picked up one. The next off season, I decided to do magic tricks. So I learned a boatload of magic tricks. Wait, magic tricks? Yeah, yeah, tons. Okay, I love magic. What are your, I'll get into the dancing later, but what are your best tricks? I have to know. Um, Card tricks, I know too many. Um, I got some cool tricks I can make things disappear right in front of you and it'll wind up in your back pocket. Um, it's kind of trippy. Takes a lot of attention to details. Um, one of the coolest tricks though, I think, just far as an illusion, I mean, the reveal of it is asking you what number you're thinking. Um, you hold on to it. You tell a friend, I throw a deck of cards at a window and it will appear on the opposite side of the window on the outside of the building. What? That's tripping. Okay. One day we're going to have to, you're going to have to show me that because I need to see that in person. But okay. So after magic, what was next? After magic, I start, I picked up archery, um, then Olympic style fencing. I don't know why I just thought of give it a whirl. Then I picked up, you know, a horseback ride and I'm going to take accent classes uh, here soon because I want to start doing interviews with different accents, like I'm from other countries. I think it'd be cool. So, um, and then before, before I retired that off season, I was at one of my friend's house having a little shindig and I'm watching a commercial and on the commercial, there's some people dancing and I looked and I was like, yo, that's dope. I don't know what they're doing, but it looks amazing. It was partner dancing, you know? And um, one of my friends said, oh, Rashad, that's, uh, they're doing a cha-cha. I'm like, what the heck is a cha-cha? I know nothing about ballroom dance. And she said, oh, that's ballroom dancing. I'm like, well, what the heck is that? And um, so I said, you know what? 
this offseason, I'm going to learn how to ballroom dance. I went to a local studio in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because that's where I train at every offseason, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and I got the rest of the evening off. So I went in, and again, know nothing about the industry. I go in with a tank top on straight from the gym, like this big, burly, bucked up dude, <laughs> open the door, and everybody's like daintily just <laughs> graceful and I come in all sweaty and stuff and I said hey um I, it's just so embarrassing now that I understand a bit more about dance I asked hey I'm looking for the cha-cha like as a person in bless her heart she said sir are you trying to learn how to do the cha-cha I said yes ma'am that probably is how I should have asked and uh, she pulled me aside she said do you want private lessons or public I said definitely private and I signed up and she said we didn't have any availability until two weeks from that day Sure, I'll be back in two weeks. Leave a week from that day, dance with the stars called me. So serendipitous. I never took a class at the studio, went straight on the show. And the first dance we did was a cha-cha. You found the cha-cha. <laughs> I found that thing. And um, never thought that I would make it past week one or two or three or four. And by week seven, I started looking around, was getting slim. Man, well, I might actually win this thing what the heck am i doing here and i fell in love with dance i truly did i still do it uh every day as much as i can um zook is something that is a social dance that i really become fond of and here i am gosh so what were the days like was it hard to learn the dances i know you have to learn them so quickly were you ever nervous that you like forget a step on stage <laughs> yes that is a fear uh, about <laughs> messing up. My first dance on Dance with the Stars, it was a minute and 15 seconds to Bruno Mars, 24K. And I've been on stages that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are around screaming, yelling, you know, terrifying. But getting on that dance floor for the first time, it's just a hardwood floor and a bunch of cameras. But you know, through that lens, the whole entire world's looking at you. Yeah. I never felt so much more naked <laughs> and I couldn't hide. Like I don't have my teammates to hide behind. I don't have a face mask to, yeah. you know, in case I mess up, like just so attention to details. I was pooping my pants, but <laughs> it was such a blast because, you know, being that vulnerable, like scared of what's going to happen or not happen while I mess up. Um, I felt a lot. Yeah. And, I didn't get scared about messing up. I was more so worried about stepping on Emma's feet because I wear size 14. <laughs> so that was my biggest fear on Dance with the Stars and stuff on her feet. But I got lost in the music and the rhythm. So I had a ball. How was it on your body compared to football? Did you think it was going to be, you know, so easy? Because every single day, I mean, you put your body through the absolute limits in the gym and practice during games. And my mom was a professional ballet dancer. And she would always say, like, it is so hard on your body. Like, every part of your body hurts. You're so sore. Did you experience that? Like, muscles that you didn't even know that you had were sore the next day? <laughs> Absolutely. This is true. It's very true. Like, I don't even say that because it's something cool to say. I said it because it's true. I felt it in areas. I've never felt soreness before. And, you know, my partner obviously laughing because of what I do for a living. Um, man, I, it, it made me a better football player too. It just moved me. Um, it's harder for me. I think it's because of the muscle memory I don't have. I don't point my toes. Like that's not <laughs> something I do. So asking me to point my toes, asking me to, you know, be like this the whole entire yeah. time. Like 
I like to chill. I like to relax, <laughs> you know, by, by nature. So it, it, it was fun, but I, I tell you what, it's a language and I learned how to speak a different language. I know how to speak several different languages where I don't need words to communicate. Yeah. And so one of the things about me that a lot of people probably just don't know is, and it's one of the reasons, well, two things. One of the reasons why I retired is because I look forward to utilizing my education. Um, one of the parts of my education is I'm studied to be a premarital marital counselor. I love love. I think it's the best clothing item that you could put on a person. And if I can help people wear it, I will. So dancing correlates so much between a relationship of a man and a woman um, in a marriage sense. And the whole entire time, I'm seeing a, and I see love everywhere. Like I, I see the story of it every day. And I was watching myself from a distance experience this art. And I saw how much it connects you with a human and how to connect with a human. It's a beautiful thing. I highly suggest that everybody that, that are a couple or to consider, try it um, because it would teach you how to communicate without words. It's beautiful. And here I thought I was just going to get tips on fantasy football, but now I got to ask. So there's a lot of guys who listen to this podcast and I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. How do you maintain a healthy relationship? What are some keys that you always try to tell people? Tons. Um, you know, checking in with each other, like making a space, especially for guys. I say it's, it's cool to be corny. Yeah. Like, I see sometimes, I, I'm an uncle nine times. I got tons of nephews. I, you know, I got a lot of homies. Like I was the goofball in the locker room. The guys used to run up to me and like, they, they poke fun of me, right? All the time. Man, you softy, da, 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 da. But when it came to real stuff, like relationship stuff, they yeah. come shot, hey, shot, man. Let me holler at you. So some of the things you do, I think that's healthy in relationships is formulate a structure of how to argue properly. You know, and one of the things you could do is just simply ask somebody, what did you hear me say? What did you take from it? Mm -hmm. Listen what they took from it. Confirm is that what you meant to relay? So I'm working on several different books. One of them that I think everybody should read is Individualized Words. And to break it down very like elementary, if you say I love you and I hear you say that, I believe that means what I mean when I say it but we may have two different definitions, which mm -hmm. is fine and it's okay. Let's talk through it so we understand what we mean. Yeah. Right, responsibility and meaning are two big things that I kind of like hold um, on, on life and the relationships. Like we have a statue of liberty in America. We don't have a statue of responsibility. Like that's what the statue should be, right? And so how do you create that statue in a relationship? And it's not always about making somebody happy, but always showing them and reminding them their source of joy. Yeah. It's different. Um, but keep it fun, obviously. But each situation is different. But I will say communication definitely is a big part. And for fellas, please don't ever stop being corny. It's, it's, it's a good thing. 
Well, there's this trend if you're nice to a female or they call you a simp. And I hate that because I think girls love when guys are corny, like you're saying. And I feel like, you know, that's such a negative thing that's going on right now. It's like, it's okay to treat a woman that way. And it's okay to say nice things and it's okay to want to be corny towards her. So I definitely love that advice. I think that's great. Yeah. All right. Letters, corny, send flowers, do stupid stuff, wear weird hats, do whatever it is, make somebody smile. Let them know that you thought about them. Like it's the littlest things. It's not a, it's not like paying your taxes that you do once a year and you're done. You don't have to think about <laughs> it anymore. Like it's a daily, it has to become, here's something I give to you. And I think that um, for me personally, it's influenced some success in my life. There's a quote that I don't live by this quote, but it's written in such a way that if somebody was to shadow my life, it would inspire them to write these words by watching me live. And it's the master in art of living shows little distinction between his work and his play, his labor and his leisure, his love and his religion. He just simply pursues everything he does with excellence, leaving others to decide is he working or is he playing? But to him, he's always doing both. And I feel like personally, the more people I've come across in my 36 years of life that I've had a chance to mentor or be in their life more than three days that have embarked on some of that substance, yeah. live more joyful and learn to be the thermostat in the room, not the thermometer, really set the tempo re-engineer how people filter life um, is a special thing. So I encourage people with that quote because I think uh, it, once it's heard, it makes you say, huh, yeah. there's more, more for me. When I said you're a man of many talents, I did not think it was going to stem this deep. You are truly so fascinating. I know you said you wanted to learn accents, but what is next for you? What do you want to accomplish next? Um, for me, you know, I do, I look forward to, uh, many things in life. I have a show that I'm, I several different shows I'm working on. Um, a couple of different books I'm working on. I actually surprisingly just started a esports organization. Um, so for all the fellas that listen to your podcast and that tune into what you do, if you play Warzone, if you play Call of Duty, if you play Madden, any video game, I started an esports organization. You can check me out. It's Never Lost, and we scream it. Never Lost! <laughs> um, and it's N-E-V-A-H-L-O-S-T. And uh, you can check us out on Instagram. You can look me up, ask more about it. But I'm um, really having fun in this space. And where can we find you on social media? My name everywhere, at Rashad Jennings. Um, it's just how my name is spelled all over. I didn't have to get an underscore or anything. So every social media platform is just at Rashad Jennings. Well, I thank you so much for all of your insight and advice and time that you gave us today. Like I said, you are truly so fascinating and I'm sure everyone listening today really enjoyed everything you had to say. So thank you so much for all of your time. Absolutely. I appreciate it. One, one question for you though. Okay. What's the best way that I could get my golf game to the point where the ball goes straight. Mm. Okay, so I will give you lessons and you can teach me magic tricks. Is that a fair trade? Fair, we'll, we'll book it. Perfect, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs>
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. See, guys, I told you, he is so incredibly fascinating. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well, as well as this um, miscellaneous episode. Been a little all over the place, but I wanted to get something in for you guys and uh, wish me luck on all my travel coming up and I can't wait to update you. But again, thank you guys so much for the support. Don't forget to leave five stars, a nice review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I will see you guys next week. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.